0: Um, And it's not just like, you know, I spent time in scripture. God woke me up at like 3 a.m. three weeks ago to give us this word this morning. And I pray that you would have open hearts and minds to receive it. Um, Try not to fall asleep on me. Try not to be on your phone. Oh, wait, there's, well, it's usually younger people on their phone, but you guys are kind of on your phone sometimes too. But... Um, but I, I just, I do pray that you, you really receive this word this morning and just know that, uh, whatever challenge you hear this morning, it's, it's coated with love and grace and invitation. Thumbs up. All right. Well, um, thank you, Annie, for praying for me. Appreciate it. Uh, this morning, uh. As Steve is away, um, you know, this was a message that I thought God was going to have me preach a couple weeks ago, but after talking to Steve and after praying and spending time with Jesus, and I I really see that today is the day, and this is the group of people that need to receive this word today. Um, So this morning's message is called Lean In and Press On. Can you show me how you do that? Lean in, show me. There you go. And press on. You don't have to, like, get up and do anything like that. But this is my prayer for our church and us as individual believers in this season right now. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and into the new year. This is my prayer for us as a church, as a new covenant, that I truly believe that the Lord put on my heart a couple weeks ago. So um, just to kind of touch on this really quick, I have a few theme verses that I want us to focus on this morning. First and foremost, let's look at our Philippians passage. I have an Old Testament reading and a New Testament this morning. Our New Testament is from Philippians. We just spent a good, like, 10 weeks in Philippians, but what the heck? Let's go back. Sound good? All right. So our first um, reading this morning, our theme verses this morning are verses 14 to 16. It says this, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point that I make, I believe that God will make it plain to you. <laughs> and I mean that this morning. This is a serious word that we need to receive this morning from the Lord. But we must hold on to the progress that we have made. Also in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. That's a classic good Christian kind of bumper sticker um, verse, but it's, it's important that we recognize that today as we look at this word. So like I said, um, uh, about three weeks ago, I woke up at 3 a.m., and I wrote this entire sermon in bed because it was, it was Jesus woke me up and all I kept hearing was this is very much like the story of Samuel when he hears God's voice saying Samuel 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 and for some of you who are going oh here we go this guy's got all this over spiritualized no God woke me up he spoke to me and we need to listen today okay and I'm just gonna like just speak that this morning so if you're like "Eh, I don't know about that kind of stuff like we're Lutherans don't rock the boat no God has a word for us today and it was lean in and press on. And I woke up and I just kept hearing lean in, press on, lean in, press on, lean in, press on into me, into Jesus. Jesus was just repeating this over and over. And I was like, gosh, okay, I get it. But he just kept going and going and going. And as I sat there and prayed, I had to pull my phone out and just write this all up. The Lord just directed my thoughts. And this morning, if you want to kind of get a glimpse into my last couple weeks and and month of ministry, all I've said to people really is lean in and press on. That's what words I have from the Lord for you today. In any conversation I've had with anybody, a lot of people the last couple weeks have just said to me, I just feel tired. I feel overwhelmed. I feel frustrated. I'm angry. I'm just done. I want to quit. I'm done. I give up. What else do you want from me, God? That's what I keep hearing from people. And response has been, that sounds really hard. And your feelings are valid. However, I want to encourage you to lean in and press on into Jesus right now. Because there's something beautiful on the other side of this struggle. So I don't know what each one of your hearts are going through this morning, but this is for you. My dad had a definition of time when I was a kid. He used to say seasons, not days, not weeks, not months, not years. We all go through seasons. This is the time of year, right? Seasons, greetings, right? We're coming up on Christmas. Thanksgiving is in a couple days, right? This is a season for us. And, and I recognize in ministry you learn very quickly that this time of the year for a lot of people is not very joyful. There's a lot of heartache that comes around this time of year. This is when addictions come back and haunt us. When that bottle on the shelf looks real tempting. Am I speaking truth this morning, church? I know there's a lot of people in recovery in this house. I want to be real with us. We live in a very well-off area, but it doesn't mean that we're doing well with alcohol. It's a big problem here in Scottsdale. We need to address it in the name of Jesus. If there's an addiction that you're struggling with, this is not the funnest time of year for you. This is where that relapse happens. That's where that struggle begins. That's why I want to encourage you to lean in and press on into Jesus rather than going back to that temptation or that thing that you've struggled with in the past that has numbed your your problems and actually made you worse off. Can I get an amen? Thank you. (laughs) Seasons. We're in a season right now. And this is my prayer for us in this season. As, because this season doesn't end with the new year. It just either continues or it transforms and morphs into another season. And I think in this season, God is really trying to tell us, your natural inclination has been to retract, run away, retreat into everything else except for me and you keep getting frustrated with the result, are you ready to lean in and press on and see what victory and freedom I have for you? I want to receive that. I don't know about you. So let's get into it this morning. Uh, The opposite of leaning in and pressing on um, is retracting and giving up. Retracting and giving up is our natural inclination. As sinful people, we are born into a sinful world. You are sinners. You are sinners. I am a sinner. What makes us a saint? What makes us a saint? What's his name? Come on, church. You better shout it to the rooftop. What's his name? Amen. Amen that is what makes us saints that's what sanctifies us is him he he let's get into our good Lutheran theology I got confirmation this afternoon right you are um you are sanctified right as your life goes on you are becoming more like Jesus but what's the other word does anybody remember confirmands is there anybody confirmated in here sanctified and justified you've been justified with christ right justification because of what he did on the cross you are made right with jesus do we need to do confirmation as a whole church (laughs) i think yes that was that's kind of sad that's okay there's grace right justified you are justified you're made right with Christ because of that wooden thing right there that he died on he didn't die on that one but it's on the cross that you are made right with God a friend told me the other day a men's group that I go to is he said to me he said to a friend of mine he was he was confessing a sin that he had been struggling with and he said I love this I call him a Bapticostal, this this friend of mine he goes brother You were forgiven 2,000 years ago. You're just confessing right now. You were forgiven 2,000 years ago. When we confess our sins, we are being sanctified. You were justified 2,022 years ago. Every day as a Christian walking in faith with others and with his word, transforming our lives, we are then sanctified day by day to look more and more like Jesus. I'm not saying you have to grow a beard and long hair like me. Because I am trying to look more Christ-like, right? But I mean, but I mean, so I used to tell my mom when my dad say, get that boy a haircut. And she'd go, oh, and I go, I'm trying to be more Christ-like, Dad. No, but for real, like he is changing us over time to be more like him. But the question is, are we leaning in and pressing on to that or are we tracting away? A conversation I had last night with a dear friend of mine was, I feel like as a, as a person who's in ministry here, so many of us, I feel like a doctor sometimes, who's trying to give somebody a surgery, a heart surgery, and they keep checking themselves out, and then they're wandering around in the parking lot like this, in their robe, and everybody's trying to like, get them back inside. It's like herding sheep, herding, oh wait, no, I mean herding cats, no, but like, no, but seriously, it's, that's what ministry is sometimes, is you're about to help somebody with heart surgery. You're about to help the surgeon who is Jesus. He's the surgeon. I'm just the guy when he's like, scalpel, right? right? I'm there to help, but I feel like it's hard when the patients keep checking out. And the pandemic is no longer an excuse. Check in to the hospital and get healed. Do you hear me this morning? I know the recovery process looks scary, but lean in and press on. You know, Jesus' way is that when life gets hard, we are to lean in and press on. That we would actually learn something from him and that he would use us for his kingdom purposes. You know, if you're in, you're, maybe you're in a stage of your life where God's revealed a deep, beautiful truth to, to you. Do not hesitate to share it with other believers around you or non-believers. God can use you. Did you know that, that you are a vessel? You don't have to go to Bible college to know this. You just have to have a willing heart. My Uncle Jim is with us this morning. Hi, Uncle Jim. Everybody say hi, Uncle Jim. God has used that man in my life in more ways than you'll ever know. I love you. He didn't go to Bible college. He just had a willing heart to be transformed, and he has been transformed by the renewing of his heart and mind. And it's blessed my life. I want to be like Uncle Jim. I love you, brother. I love you, Uncle Jim. We are called to grow in wisdom and guidance. We're called to support others who are coming up behind us. We need to lean in and press on into our faith, for us to have real development. You know, I was thinking about this. It's like learning a new instrument or playing a song. During that first song, did anybody notice when I screwed up? It's okay if you did. Fourth verse. You guys don't remember the last, the beginning? Oh, that was a little, you know what I didn't do? Oh, I'll just find whatever. I give up. Would that have been awkward in service if I did that? Yeah. You know what? I've done that before, and it was real weird. You know what my pastor told me after that? Don't ever do that again. You finish the song that you start. I don't care what key you're in, what thing you get wrong. If you play the wrong chord, if a bandmate is off in outer space, I don't care. Barbara, you did great. You weren't off in outer space. Um, I'm not saying that, don't worry. <laughs> Lean in and press on, right? Finish the song. Bells. You're going to play in a little bit. If you mess up, don't stop or go like this. You know why? Because on the live stream, everybody sees it. You smile and you keep going. Don't cry. Barbara and I have learned this the hard way. There's been lots of tears in between. So no, but no, seriously. If you, if you stop a song in the middle, kind of a song is that? It's awful. It's awful. Don't do that. We're called to lean in and press on. When things get hard, lean in and press on. If there's one thing you hear from me this morning, it's lean in and press on. I have a couple verses for us this morning, two sections of Scripture that I live by, that the Lord has led me to, to remind me to lean in and press on in hard times in my own life are up here. I got a couple of sections out of 2 Timothy um, I always start with verse 3 and then I go back to verse 1. But I have underlined all the ones that I want you to pay attention to. You notice how many are underlined? (laughs) You better listen. (laughs) You better hear me this morning, beloved. Two sections I live by to remind me when things get hard, which they do often. This is Paul's charge to Timothy. He's encouraging his young new leader. He says this, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what's right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. If you have done a good work, do you know where that came from? God, because you were made in his image. You are a vessel for good purposes. Even though when you look in the mirror all you see is your past and your mistakes and all the reasons why God can't use you, get over yourself. Be used by God. Every good work that you have done comes from him. You're a vessel whether you like it or not. What a blessing that is. You know why I like that? Because our natural inclination is to tell ourselves, to curse ourselves, you're too stupid. You remember what you did that time? Do you remember how that? No, 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 no. God uses these things to rework our minds. And He shows us, You are my beloved. You are my son and my daughter. And I love you. I made you because I want you to be my hands and feet. That person that's struggling around you needs you to open up about what you struggle with. They need you, and you need them. You are my beloved. That's why I always call you Beloved Church, because it's Jesus speaking to you. Beloved, you are beloved. Do you hear me this morning? Lean in and press on into that deep biblical truth. Stop listening to a voice in your head that's not Jesus. If it doesn't sound like him or look like his character, it's probably not him. Don't listen. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Let's keep going. I solemnly urge you, in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom, preach the word of God. That means all of us. You don't have to have a mic, you don't have to be in ministry. Preach the word of God. I'm in. I'm preach the word of God. That's my blessing. Go for it. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. It's okay to rock the boat. Thanksgiving is coming up. What do you want to talk about at the table? Talk about God. Talk about Jesus. Ask what people are thankful for. What are you thankful for? Have you pointed to Jesus in the last year? Rock the boat. Believers, be believers in the people around you. Don't just, no, we don't talk about politics or religion. Come on. No, talk about it. More Jesus than politics. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct. Hear this. Patiently correct. Rebuke. Do you know what the word rebuke means? You guys, do we use that in the Lutheran church? I think we're too afraid to use it. The word rebuke means to halt something. If someone is telling you a lie or you hear a voice that's not yours or Jesus's in your mind, say, I rebuke that voice in the name of Jesus. I'm training you on that right now. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke that voice because that's a lie, and that is not from my Heavenly Father. That stops the evil one in our lives. There is a fight going on for your heart every single day. And it's not just made up like, oh, spiritual. No, there's a fight going on for your heart every single day. There has been since you were born. Lean in and press on. Rebuke that. That voice, Stop that voice in the name of Jesus. Allow the Lord to patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage you with good teaching. But that goes for us too, that like it says, patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Each one of us have people. Each one of us have a tribe. How are you interacting with them? Are you patiently correcting them? Are you rebuking lies that they say about themselves or about other people? Are you encouraging one another with good teaching? Let's keep going. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. We live in that time right now, by the way. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them, whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. God has given each one of us ministry. If you want to disagree with me, one of our theme verses this morning was this. Um... Let all those who are spiritually mature agree on these things, and if you disagree on some point, I believe that God will make it plain to you. That's his word. Each one of you has a ministry. Each one of you has a purpose. Each one of you is beloved. God wants to use you in this season to bring transformation in the kingdom here on earth. The other scripture I have is, is 2 Timothy 1 through 5, 1, 5, to 7. I remember your genuine faith for you. Share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. This is Paul talking to Timothy about his upbringing. And now, and I know that the same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan the flame, flames of the spiritual gift God has given you when you I laid hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Fan the flames of your faith. And if you're struggling to do that, ask for help. Fan the flames of your faith. Oh, and you're a Boy Scout. You're an Eagle Scout. How do you get a fire going? Flint steel, but what do you need? Yes, sticks, thank you. But what else, what else do you need? You need oxygen, right, to get that flame going. Boy Scout, thank you. Eagle Scout, watch out. Don't start a fire today, okay. No, but like, no, but seriously, if we want there to be a good roaring fire, you need oxygen. You need to fan that flame. And sometimes the wind's not blowing as hard as it should, right? So you got to get down, and you got to do some work. If you've ever started a fire from nothing, which I have, ugh, you've done it too. It's the worst. How long did it take you? Uh, I think it took me around 15 minutes. I was like, 15, 15 minutes? What's wrong with you? It took me three hours. <laughs> you just have a gift, man. You have a gift. I'm going camping with you, man. <laughs> you do the fire. <laughs> I make that joke, but it's true. There's a lot of us who have that mentality. You do, the, you do the fanning. No. We have to participate in it, too. If you and I were camping, would that be very fair to you? Yeah, if you did all of that. Yeah, let's just say I was sitting on a lawn chair. and You just keep doing it, man. You're doing a good job. That's how it feels sometimes in ministry. We all need to participate in this. We have to grow together. We have to work together to fan the flames. Another thing, God has given us a spirit of what? Well, not fear, timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. He's given us a, a spirit of power. Can everybody just go like this for a minute and go, ah? And go, ha. I know that's not very COVID safe. Do it again. Ha. The spirit of God just came out of you a little bit. When you open your mouth as a Christian, the spirit of God comes out into the room. You can change a room by the words that you speak. Do you realize the power that's inside of you? God has not given us a power, a a spirit of timidity and fear, one that retracts and runs away, but a a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline, a spirit of leaning in and pressing on into Christ. And and I recognize this, change is hard, but it's most importantly, healthy. Let me say that again. Say this with me, read it up here. Change is hard, change is hard, but most importantly, it's healthy. Change is hard, but most importantly, it's healthy. I'm learning this as a new parent right now. Annie and I are doing a, 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 a course right now on how to discipline toddlers. The Lord does not give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. I need to remember that. No, but it's hard. Change is hard. If, as a parent, you know, you think about, as a young parent right now, I think about how I was raised. So that's my default. Or I, I go, well, this is what I've read before, but what I'm learning is, as parents and as, as people who are pouring into our young kids' lives, I need to first address a belief before a behavior. Change is hard for us as parents to change our t- trajectory. I'm stuck in my ways. I'm 31. It's my birthday today. So, no, I'm just kidding. What? No, that wasn't. supposed. But like, I'm 31 years old. I have things that I'm stuck in. I know. We're all, we're all stuck somewhere. But it's by the power of God and with his help that we can start to change direction for us to be healthier. Change is hard, but most importantly, it's healthy. And I'm just going to be real, church. We're at a season of our church right now where if we do not change, this place will not grow. Do you want me to be really real with you? We've been asking for volunteers for communion and all this stuff. If we want to bring things back from what we did before COVID, we need you to participate in that because there's not anybody to do it. The altar guild ministry, the people who set up all this stuff right here doesn't exist anymore since the the pandemic. If you want to help do if you want it to look a certain way, come and do it with us. Do you see what I'm getting at? Change is hard but it's healthy. We're at a, at a point in our church right now where we need to look at our ministry and really change things and, and adapt things for us to grow. Because we're at a season where either we keep doing what we've always done and we just stay where we're at and eventually we'll close. I'm not saying that anytime soon. But that's the kind of way that it usually goes. Don't worry. Are you, am I scaring anybody? It's okay. I'm not saying that we're closing. I'm just saying. If we wanna really grow into a new season of growth and ministry, we have a preschool that's attached to our church with a lot of young families who are searching for church community, but how do we create space for them? Our mission is not, not changed. Making Jesus Christ the heart of every home is our mission. That's what it's always been about. Decade after decade, that's perfect. That doesn't need to change. But we need to, uh, we need to start to look and say, what things now that the pandemic is coming to a close do we really need to address for us to grow as a church do you hear my heart this morning change is hard but most importantly it's healthy and again I just want to preface I'm not saying we're closing I'm just saying we have we have an opportunity here as believers to really follow Jesus into a new season of growth But it takes all of us working together to do that. Leaning in and pressing on into Jesus might initially disrupt normal rhythms or systems or thoughts or beliefs that we've had that we've been stuck in for a long time. But it's healthy. I want you to think about it like this. Imagine yourself on a canoe and you're going in one direction, right? What happens when someone stands up in the middle of the canoe? What happens? Whoa, 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 right? What does everybody do when somebody stands up in a canoe? What do the other people do? Sit down! <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it's gonna fall over, flip over. Right? Here's the thing. We were singing this morning about one gospel on which we stand. The, the devil loves to keep Christians sitting down and not empowered. He loves that. He loves keeping you right where you're at so that you can stay stuck to your addiction or your struggle, whatever. It's when the power of God empowers us to stand up, even though it might feel wobbly, that really freaks him out. <laughs> Praise God. Because that brings Freedom and transformation that brings a new season of ministry that mean that brings that change that's hard but healthy if you've ever stood up in a canoe how do you stand up you have to first lean forward and then kind of do this trust me I've done this many times at summer camp I love standing up in canoes with my with my my campers they used to love it not really um but like it's it's when you stand up you have to kind of get there right this is our spiritual walk is God is empowering us to stand up and to stand firm, to lean in and press on, not to stay seated. You know what's cool about the person who's in the canoe standing up? They can go, oh, look, there's a waterfall. What happens if that person had never stood up? Everybody's going down, right? But that's what I'm encouraging us with this morning is let's stand up this morning. And allow the spirit of God to empower us to lean in and press on into him into this new season that the Lord is calling us to. What changes do we need to make for us individually but as a church not to just change things up but for us to be healthy. One of the best changes I think our church has had in the last year was when Mary retired because she was doing 60 different things all the time. It gave our young people an opportunity to find a place and a purpose. That change was hard because I was there. It was a hard transition because you did so much. But was it healthy? Yes. Hey, kids, do you feel like you have a purpose and a place? What? You're awake? Good. I tell Mary all the time, we miss having you on staff, but I'm so thankful you retired for your own health, right? but for their health do you see what i'm getting at beloved we have to reimagine what ministry looks like are we maintaining what we've always done or we have a heart for mission for this next generation change is hard but most importantly it's healthy thank god for those christians that wobble up because it helps us change course so we don't all go off the waterfall. The devil hates when God's people stand up and see that what they are capable of. He loves keeping us down rather than empowered and confident. Standing firmly in the power that Jesus gives us as he grants us his power by his grace. That we might just overcome whatever obstacle we are up against personally and as a community. Change is hard, but most importantly, it's what? Healthy. Healthy. When the devil brings a temptation, you know, it's cool. The Lord responds to that in asking us, don't see it as a temptation, but instead as a test. I would encourage you, choose the test. Choose to resist that. Don't take the temptation. Everything about us and around us is meant to point to Him. He's the most obvious thing in our world. You have to train yourself to ignore Him and His call. It's time that we start asking ourselves: What kind of training have I had? What kind of training do I need? Ephesians six twelve says this: For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the stark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. We're not fighting against each other, and we can't if we want this church to really grow into another season of ministry. We have to work together. When you hang on to the weight of yesterday, it will hinder your progress for tomorrow. Let me say that again at the bottom of the screen. Read this with me. When you hang on to the weight of yesterday, it will hinder your progress to tomorrow. If we're always thinking, what was our church like before the pandemic? We will never grow. You know why? Because that season is no longer happening. We are in a new season of ministry, we are in a new season as believers. We've just been through a pandemic. You leaned in and you pressed on. Good job. You made it. Let's keep leaning in and pressing on. Why? Because God has so much more freedom and victory and and ministry and, and promises on the other side. You know, change takes time and it can feel like delayed progress sometimes. Let me explain it this way. I have a rule with albums that I listen to. If I listen to it five or six times and it still stinks, it just stinks. I have a rule that on, sometimes I'll listen to it on a sunny day, or sometimes I'll listen to it on a cloudy day. You know, sometimes it hits a little different. But the thing is, I need to lean in and press on to see if it's really good enough. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, it's great. I get it. Took me a while to get there, but it's great. The Beatles? They're great. They're amazing. You guys were right. It took me a while. I like their later stuff more than their earlier stuff. But do you, know, do you see what I'm saying? It's the same thing of if you're trying something on for the first time, you need to try it on. You know, there's, there's things that God is calling us to do as a church. What is that? Should we try it? Should we reject it and just run away from it? Or should we give it a shot? Might as well give it a shot. You know, you need to give yourself a real time period and a real try to see if Jesus is right about something or not. You know, as we finish up, check this out. Pastor Steve said this last week. He talked about a thing called koinonia. We've heard this Christianese before. Koinonia is this word that talked about fellowship. You know what he told me to tell you this morning? I said, is there anything you want to touch on next week after what you said? He said, yeah, expand on koinonia being not just about fellowship, but it was about character development. Pretty cool. Character development. If we're really going to be Christians in fellowship, we also need to work on character development. If you want this church and its ministries to grow, then you need to show up and participate. When we lean and press on together to accomplish what God has called for us to inherit, the sky's the limit. I don't mean past that because he has heaven too. But I was thinking about this: if you want it to grow, then you got to show. <laughs> Let me say that again: if you want it to grow, then you got to show. This is all invitation, but it is a challenge too, right? If we want to do communion like we used to, we need communion servers, and that means you. I can't just do, I can't play guitar and do communion at the same time. You'll see this morning, it doesn't work. If you want it to grow, then you got to show. Lean in and press on. Let's talk about these theme verses and finish this up. Philippians three fourteen to 16. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe that God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress that we have already made. Beloved, we have done so many beautiful things in this house of worship long before I ever showed up. And I honor that. And I thank you for the space and the ministry that you have created for me to step into as a 31-year-old young minister. Thank you for all the hard work that you have done before me. You've given me a beautiful platform to work on, but I cannot do it this next season of ministry alone. I need you to walk with me in it. Do you hear my heart today? Yes or no? Are you awake? Lean in and press on with me, please. Let's finish this up. What can we learn from the Israelites? In Joshua 5, verse chapter 5 to ver, chapter 12, When the the Israelites were conquering the land of Canaan from these other groups of people, um, there was always an attack from an outside nation before they took over a city. And the temptation for them was to run away and hide. Joshua and Caleb, these incredible leaders said, lean in and press on, let's take Jericho for us. Let's take Jericho for Yahweh. That's Yahweh's land. It's ours now. Let's get it. Whenever you are under attack from the enemy, it's because you're a threat to him, a threat to the evil one. Hallelujah. That's awesome. He, I better be a threat to him because he no longer has power over me. Mm-mm. And that means that you're close to another victory. Hallelujah. After crossing the Jordan River, the Israelites began to conquer Canaan. Jericho was the first city to fall. This is a footnote out of one of my Bibles. Then Israel suffered its first defeats because of one man's disobedience. After the people remove the sin from their community, they strike again, and this time they succeed. Soon, great kings attack from the north and the south but they are defeated because God is with Israel. Evil could not be tolerated in the promised land, and nor can it be tolerated in our lives. We, like Israel, must ruthlessly remove sin and doubt from our lives before it takes control of us. We must continue to lean in and press on towards what God has called us to. How cool is that? When the enemy attacks, you're close to another victory. We're not to look inward or give up or run away, but upward towards Christ, out towards our community, into our faith family. And we must remember that our best days of victory are only due by his grace and the wonderful measure of strength that he grants us. So let's finish up. I'm going to do this this morning and... and we're gonna to work together on this. Let's go to this next slide, gentlemen. I'm gonna say something when yada 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 yada. But you need to say it with me, lean in and press on. And we need to speak this biblical truth into this house this morning and over our our hearts. Because the devil is shaking in his boots because we got a bunch of Christians getting empowered this morning. Amen. Are you feeling empowered? Are you feeling encouraged? Are you feeling loved, beloved? Good. Let's keep them shaking. Let's, stand, let's lean in, stand up, lean in and press on. Let's go and do a new season of ministry. Let's do it together. When things get hard, what do we say? Lean in and press on. When your feathers get ruffled. Lean in <laughs> when the church disappoints you. Lean in and press on. When you accomplish a big project or a study, use it and... When you get frustrated by a person. When you learn a new teaching that brings you freedom. You better get louder. When you feel alone, lean in and press on. When your marriage is on the brink, lean in and press on. When you feel like your gifts aren't being used, lean in and press on. When you have that confirmation from the Lord, you better lean in and press on when change seems too hard but it's healthy lean in and press on when you want to give up and quit you better lean in and press on beloved live in grace and walk by faith lean in and press on into jesus in this new season amen, amen. let's pray lord we thank you so much for this this morning this time that we get to be together Jesus, I pray in your name that you would help us as a church and individual Christians with whatever we're struggling with, whatever obstacles are in our way, that we would be like David and look that giant in the eyes, grab a stone and throw it on a sling. I pray, Jesus, that you would help us to lean in and press on in this season as we grow as a church into a new season of ministry. I pray in the name of Jesus that something incredible and miraculous would happen in our hearts. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would use us for great and mighty purposes. I pray in the name of Jesus that we would lean in and press on into a new season of ministry, that we would see this house of worship be filled to the brim with new people looking for new freedom, new believers looking for more faith, new Christians going to the next stage of their faith journey. I pray in Jesus' name for a transformation for our hearts individually but as a church that we would lean in and press on into following you into this new season of abundance. In Jesus' name, amen.